to tuck in. Because you are now in bed with Dr. Seuss. Hello, folks. Welcome to In Bed with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, Sue Storm. It's a lovely evening in June. We're a couple of days away from the start of summer, and we have a jam-packed show for you guys tonight. We are going to be discussing race play and when it crosses the line into racism with my wonderful guests, Mistress Mia Dark and Master Blackrod. But first, we have a new segment on the show. It's the In-Bed Adult Business News, where I'll be bringing you the latest info so you can keep yourself armed in the attack we've been facing on our industry. So let's not waste any time and head straight for the news. Adult Business News is sponsored by Robin Wildheart and Wildheart Designs, helping flirts on Night Flirt with spectacular one-of-a-kind listing and web design and templates. This message is for Flirts on Night Flirt who would like to have exclusively designed listings but don't know how to code. My name is Robin Wildheart and I've been active on Night Flirt since 2008. Back when I started, I didn't know anyone who did coding for Flirts, so I learned how to do it myself. Now I provide a service that does all the coding for you. Just send me a message and I'll explain how easy and affordable it is to get all your coding done for you. Stop worrying and get fast, friendly service. Satisfaction guaranteed. You won't make any payments until you're completely satisfied with how your listing looks. Get in touch with Robin Wildheart on Nightflirt, Twitter, or FetLife. The sooner you send me that message, the sooner you'll get that attention-grabbing listing. Good day, and welcome to the In-Bed Adult Business News, the news for voluntary sex workers and advocates. I'm Sue Storm. Do not pass go and do not collect $200. In the Monopoly game that disguises itself as the law, Pennsylvania sex workers need to make sure they aren't packing heat when they're arrested. But we're not talking guns. We're talking condoms. In the 100 arrests of sex workers in Allegheny County in 2017, police leveled almost 30 extra charges of possession of an instrument of a crime. So despite the fact that condoms help in the prevention of the spread of sexually transmitted diseases, if you're caught with a condom, Italy hands up, pants down. So watch it, because that rubber in your wallet from 1972 could get you extra jail time. Nevada brothel owner and human cesspool Dennis Hoff has won the Republican primary for a Nevada assembly seat. This despite allegations that he choked and raped a former sex worker at the Love Ranch, one of Hoff's brothels. Teresa Lowe, who worked under the name of August Knight, along with Jennifer O'Kane and Diana Grandmason, claim in an exclusive interview with DailyMail.com that Hoff is known for forcing the women who work at his ranches into sex. Hoff has also proclaimed in his own book, The Art of the Deal, I mean, The Art of the Pimp, that he insists on trying out every girl who works for him, consensual or not. Even telling O'Kane at one point, 
That fucking pussy belongs to me, as he was raping her. The ladies claim Daddy D, as Hoff demands to be called, would tell the girls, this is what you will do. You will service my customers, and you will service me as well, for free, with no condom. The ladies say they were repeatedly raped, sodomized, and assaulted publicly. When asked for comment by the Daily Mail, the human pig roast replied, I'm busy doing TV shows today and don't have time to discuss these absurd allegations. Hoff claims he and President Donald Trump are kindred spirits and is calling himself the Trump of Pahrump. Nevada residents are urged to exercise caution when going to the polls this November, as pig grease is known to be slippery. In other political news, in the first town hall in history to include sex workers and advocates, hundreds of folks turned out for the town hall meeting in Brooklyn, New York, Saturday of Democratic congressional candidate Siraj Patel. The event organized by survivors of SESTA allowed Patel to hear from sex workers about the issues they've been facing since the passing of FOSTA SESTA. Patel vowed, We are going to destigmatize this profession and elevate your voices, promising, The stigma around sex work ends now. Genevieve Hatch for the Huffington Post remarked that Patel is finally acknowledging what many activist groups have been already pointing out. Human trafficking is an issue much larger than just sex trafficking. And removing online spaces for the sex trade makes trafficking victims and voluntary sex workers more susceptible to violence by pushing both communities offline and underground. Organizers of the Desiree Conference, the largest sex worker conference in the U.S., has canceled the event this year, stating, We cannot put our organization and our attendees at risk, citing FOSTA-SESTA as the reason behind the decision. Just months after the passing of FOSTA-SESTA, Congress is back with another bill, the End Banking for Human Trafficking Act. The act will put pressure on banks to close the accounts of people suspected of human trafficking. Although banking issues for sex workers is not a new phenomenon, Huffington Post states, sex workers already have trouble finding financial institutions that will accept their money. Banks are often reluctant to discuss their decisions to close accounts and aren't legally required to explain them. In 2014, J.P. Morgan Chase closed the bank accounts of several adult film actors without telling them why. And between 2013 and 2017, some sex workers also got caught up in Operation Choke Point a 2013 initiative by President Barack Obama to discourage banks from working with payday lenders and gun retailers. As part of the initiative, which the Trump administration scrapped last August, industries like pornography and dating services were listed as high risk, a designation that pushed banks to shut down accounts tied to those industries. Although not signed into law, many financial institutions have already begun closing down the accounts of phone sex operators, cam girls, and anyone using a platform that bank may deem as high risk. This act was what prompted the demise of Payoneer First Choice Pay, as they lost their financial backing from Chase, disrupting the payouts of many performers from many platforms, including I Want Clips. Goddess Belladonna recently had her account closed and her bank card made unusable. When pressed by Belladonna for an explanation as to the account closing, the Wells Fargo representative stated, suspicious activity. When she asked for a description of the suspicious activity, the representative changed the subject. Sex workers in all areas of the industry are urged to watch their accounts. 
For those of you using cryptocurrency to save for retirement, you may want to find another nest to place your eggs. The House of Representatives Financial Services Committee introduced a bill on June 13th that, if passed and signed into law, would require the director of the Government Accountability Office to open a study on how virtual currencies and online marketplaces are used to buy, sell, or facilitate the financing of goods or services associated with sex trafficking or drug trafficking and for other purposes. The proposed Fight Illicit Network and Detect Trafficking Act, or Find Trafficking Act, was written by California Republican Congressman Juan Vargas and Republican Representative Keith Rothfuss of Pennsylvania. The act will launch an examination into cryptocurrencies and their role in potentially enabling the efforts of sex traffickers. Based on the findings of the report, further legislation may be introduced. All of these stories and more are available on FOSTAUpdates.com. Opinions and sarcasm are totally my own. Do you crave to escape from the ordinary? Hi, I'm Goddess Genevieve. I am a central erotic hypnotist and a very creative cosplayer, and I use my silky soft, velvety, sensual dominance to weave my control all the way into those special spots of your mind where you feel absolutely safe and warm and incredible and reality. I'm very intrigued. So come on. Kneel before me and let's start your good boy training at the SirenVoiceGoddess.com. S-I-R-E-N Goddess.com. And let's start your good boy training. I am Siren Reina. I am a certified and trained hypnotist. This means that I embed all of my recordings with legitimate hypnotic commands. Now, role-playing can be fun, and I enjoy a good story as much as the next person. But if you really want to please me, you will hand me over the keys to your mind and let me do what I do so well. Leave little triggers, leave little thoughts, leave little hauntings, and make you question your reality. How much of it is you? How much of it is me? How much of it do you want to be me? You want to hand me your mind, don't you? You want to let go, feel free, have fun, and relax. That's right. Hand me the keys to your mind and let yourself be my hypnotic pet. That's right. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, at SirenReina. S-Y-R-E. N-R-A-Y-N-A Enjoy being addicted. And it's time for shout-outs and birthdays. Right off the top, if you're in the New York City area this Sunday, our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQAI plus community have been gracious enough to let us march with them in this year's Gay Pride Parade. 
Sex workers and supporters are urged to please bring a red umbrella to the march to show red umbrella pride. We want to see a sea of red umbrellas to show support for our industry. That's this Sunday at noon. The meetup is wherever the media and cameras are being set up. Unfortunately, that's not known at this time. And if you need more information, get in touch with Aurora LaBelle. You'll find her on Twitter at Comtesse underscore Aurora, and that's C-O-M-T-E-S-S-E underscore A-U-R-O-R-A on Twitter. The ever-lovely Mistress Kai will be in Miami hosting the Exotica Dungeon with her sister mistresses from Wicked Playground, July 20th to the 22nd, where she will not only be on the floor exhibiting flogging, paddling, and spanking, but she'll also get the chance to buy one of her sought-after sensual floggers. Exotica attendees will even get a discount. Private one-on-one sessions with Mistress Kai are available, and double-dom sessions are available, too, if you can handle it. Head to MistressKai.com or hit her up on Twitter at Mistress Kai, that's K-Y-E. Mistress Kai will also be hosting a meet-and-greet play party, and it's exclusive after the expo shuts down on Sunday night. You can contact her about entry fees for that very exclusive party. Oh, also, if if you're in the Missoula, Montana area and want to explore BDSM and kink for the first time but don't know where to start, Goddess Belladonna is holding a six-week fantasy BDSM workshop for beginners with each week featuring a different topic. You can come for all six weeks, which of course is recommended, or choose the class you're most class you're most interested in. Singles and couples are encouraged to join, learn, and have fun and ask questions. Each class is thirty-five dollars, or you can get the whole six weeks for one hundred and seventy-five. The first class is July the eleventh, and the entire workshop will be held at the Fantasy Theater, twenty-six eleven Brook Street, in Missoula. For more information, head to Bella's website, femdomfetishcontentforsale.com. Spell it all out. Or hit her up on Twitter at GBDcontent, the number four, sale. And we're already ready for birthdays. So what do we got? What do we got? What do we got here? Happy belated birthday goes out to Lady Zena. Her birthday was June the 15th, and unfortunately, her Twitter account seems to have disappeared. Uh, Today is Eve the Hedon's birthday. Happy birthday, Eve. My beloved Diavol's birthday is tomorrow. Of course. We will be evil later, my dear. And our guest, Mistress Mia Dark's birthday, is June 30th. Add Robin Wildheart's birthday of July the 9th, and we got ourselves a party. If you want to check out the birthdays of any of our ladies in any given month, simply head to In Bed with Dr. Sue and click on Birthdays. Just select the month you're looking for, and you'll find the name listed as well as their wish list. Also, if you want to have your birthday announced and promoted, just click on that same link. We will be right back with Mistress Mia Dark and Master Black Rod. Now's the time to call in, 657-383-0031, and press 1 to get in the queue to have your say. Whether you'd like to explore the idea of becoming a phone sex operator, or are looking to begin or even expand your independent phone sex business, Lynn of Phone Sex Secrets can help. 
Phone Sex Secrets offers help and advice for PSOs, including articles on everything from Phone Sex 101 and industry news to marketing to how to build your business. White papers are available for purchase and immediate download, including the exclusive Phone Sex Secrets caller survey results, in which nearly 5,000 paying phone sex clients answer questions designed to help you drive your business. Personalized consultation services are also available. Lynn has been featured on Chicago's WGN Radio, ABC's Good Morning America, and elsewhere. She's ready to stand behind you and teach you how to become a phone sex superhero. You can find Lynn on Twitter at Phone Sex Secrets. That's at Phone Sex Secrets. And her website is phonesexsecrets.info. Again, that's phonesexsecrets.info. Essentially, you can feel it already. Essentially, you can feel it Are you ready to drop down to your knees at the feet of an alluring and sensual goddess? Do you dream, do you dream dominated by a powerful domino? A domino that will take control of your secret desires and fetishes. Would you like to experience deep entrancement? If you have answered yes to any of these questions, visit me, Goddess Belia at www.dominabrandelia.com or visit my other media portals designed to titillate the senses at hypnoticlea on Twitter. So sensually hypnotic, you can feel it already. So sensually hypnotic, you can feel it. Yo, this is K2 Cocky, and you're in bed with Dr. Sue. Now go and check out my album on SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Cocky Got Bars. That's Cocky Got Bars with a Z. Check it out. It's called Spice Cadet. My best album. Just know I got that kick. And I like that. Dude. Yeah, Cocky, we love you. I am honored to introduce our guests oh, for this yeah. evening. Mistress Mia, you might remember from the show on Giantess Fetish. And Master Blackrod is a sissy whisperer, and you know them both on Twitter. Here is Mistress Mia Dark and Master Blackrod. Thank you for doing the show tonight, you two. Whoever has their computer on, please turn it down because we're getting a huge getting feedback a huge thing. Feedback. <laughs> Is that better for me? Was it me? I think it was me. How are we doing? Oh, yay. Okay. Oh, wait. Nope. That's Somebody still got it turned up. Oh, what the hell? Hold on. Let me fix something. I can do this. Can you hear me? Okay. How are we doing? Is that better? No, we're good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So how are we today, ladies and gentlemen? 
taking up all the space and getting all the air. Oh, I'm telling you, I have a feeling it's going to be the three of us because I think everyone who said they wanted to phone in is going to be chicken. Bets? <laughs> I say no one's going to call in because it's, it's such a contentious issue that people are afraid well, to touch it. And I don't see why because it's right in front of all of our faces. It's the elephant in the room. So... But okay, so let's crack this open. Sorry, say that again. Mia, we can hear you. And I don't mind being the elephant in the room to make sure that everybody pays attention because this is a subject that everybody knows about. And just like Black Rod said, nobody wants to talk about. And mm-hmm. I personally feel like if nobody else is going to say anything, I'm going to say something. <laughs> See, that's why I have both of you here. So, let's crack this sucker open. Okay, racism, race play. There is a fine line. We have to admit that there is a fine line. I will say that one of the biggest bones of contention, as we said on the last show with with Mistress Mia, that one of the biggest issues that came up is the fact that many people think that it is white men who are buying race play clips and audios and whatever. I personally have never had a white man ask me to do race play. It has always been a person of color. So I think that's kind of a myth. I don't know if anybody else has noticed it or not. To me, I've always noticed that it is always a person of color who's calling in for race play. What do you guys find? Yeah, who wants to go first? <laughs> you can go. You go. Okay, we'll okay. Do, we'll do master. Okay, you're gonna go, Mia. Sure, because I'll make this real short and to the point. Okay. I have been at parties where we have multiple ethnicities of ladies, and there will always, at some point in time, be an African American gentleman there, usually dressed up like Britney Spears, being degraded out of this world by some white woman. I don't have a problem with that. That's what you're paying for. That is the experience you are coming for. I don't know why. I swear to God, my Philip DeFranco T-shirt is going to have holes all the way through it because I wash it and wear it at least two or three times a week because it says clearly, (laughs) why don't we live in a world where, yeah, you just use your emotions as facts. People don't think that black men are into this. People don't think that Native American people are into this, that, Hispanic men would be into this. Every man that I can find a nationality for, I have seen deal with some point of race play with someone who is what you would see as the overbearer in that relationship. Mm-hmm. With me, myself, and I, it's white men who come to me because I don't see a lot of white men coming to white women for race play because you could just do that shit at home with your wife because you're both white. <laughs> yes, that's so true. public, don't kiss well, right? say things like, oh, she spoke so well. There's your race play right there, then that must mean everybody's into it. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the reason why I want clips. Remember I was telling you before that there was one particular dom who had gone after I want clips to get the racial humiliation category completely erased, which she did, 
based on the fact that it, she felt that it was white men who were doing this and it was fueling racism. Master okay. Blackrod. Oh, okay, sorry, Mia. Have you got something to say about that? No. <laughs> now, to be fair, okay, to be sorry. fair, it was a person of color who did the whole shutting down of the racial humiliation thing on I Want Clips. So let's be fair. Okay, now I am going to say something. One angry bitch fucked it up for everybody. Say it how it is. Call the spade a spade. That's what we're talking about on this show, right? She wasn't. She was talking what some none of us should be doing. Welcome to your government. I did not realize I voted you for queen. No one told me. I must have been off that weekend. I'm not on I want clips. I'm not on many vids. I'm not on anything except for good old-fashioned porn, which ain't never going not nowhere. We are not going to have those Eisenhower years back again. You see what happens to men when you don't let them have access to their porn. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. We are number one rated for making serial killers. And every last one of them said the same thing. My porn was taken away. I didn't have anything to masturbate to anymore, so I started strangling motherfuckers. There you go. Ooh. Okay, Master Blackride, you kind of have a more, um, you have a different take on it, don't you? You're more, you, you're finding that this use of spade, which personally, I'm going to tell you, as a white chick, I have been doing cuckolding. I have been a cuckoldress in my personal life for over 20 years. When I started seeing the spade coming up, I'll be honest with you, I thought it was offensive. I don't think any white female should be using a spade. That's just me. What do you think? I think it's a bunch of bullshit. And I do because them, the ladies with the spade, that's true. They're no different the slave master's daughter who would say, wait, come over here and have sex with me. If not, I'm going to tell my daddy that you tried to rape me. They have the same power now as they do then. And any man, any black man that engages in that, I question his blackness, his manhood, and his common sense. It's too late in the day. It's 2018. You should not be playing the underneath role. If you are going to mess with these snow bunnies, then do it as a Mac. Get the sex, get the bag, and be out. But following her around and Knowing her shoes and going all crazy over blonde and blue, you are an idiot. I D I O T. I'll tell you to your face. I'll tell you to your mama's face. What is wrong with you, black man? What is wrong with you? Have you ever? Have you heard? Have you heard? Did you know Aesop was black? You you got Aesop, Hannibal, mm-hmm. uh, Aesop the Great, Alexander Dumas, and you want to follow around. Some blonde in blue who says her location is from nigger town. What is wrong with you? Is your mama still alive? Thank you. <laughs> okay, so no, but seriously, this is coming from a Twitter account that Master Blackrod showed me, and it, I, it's off the chart. It is off the chart offensive. It's like, oh I don't know. God. I just, okay, I'm okay. Can, okay, so then let's let's look at this. Can a white couple? ever use the term queen of spades? I say no. I say for queens of spades, kings of spades, jacks of spades, which I didn't know it was a whole fucking book of playing cards until somebody mm-hmm. in one of my clients who comes for race play 
had to explain it to me. And he's not even black. He's Hispanic. And I was like, What do you think of it, though, Mia? I personally believe, like, if if you're that because your whole, like, this is what I am, like, because when I get older, I want to get a black power fist tattoo as my tattoo. But my movement at no point in time was like, I'm only fucking with black people because they're black. Face tattoos, any fashion with any character on it, ace through queen and queen through jet, just is ridiculous to me. I can understand that it's a free world and a free country, and you are allowed to do what you want to with your body. But I say the exact same thing with people who have freaking rebel flag tattoos and then will swear, I'm not racist. I can understand that you might not be racist to you, but for me, at a minimum, like you said, that's a warning flag. I got to kind of wonder about your affiliations. I'll say it like this. I'm not asking you to hang out with me during the zombie apocalypse. There you go. No, as a matter of fact, we may throw you out first. <laughs> Here, you go out first. Tell us how it works out. Cats out like Tide O'Kan and leave you where the fuck you are. Like, race play is exactly that. It's play. It's playing with taboo. It's what you're doing inside of your personal space. Like the young lady who said, I don't want to sleep with this man because he does gay porn. Everybody jumped down her throat and she committed suicide behind that shit. Mm-hmm. I will tell you right now. If you're doing anything, if you're saying this is your 24-7, live it how you live it life, I'm going to tell you I'm not the dog for you. I am a player. I am a role player. I am a cosplayer. That is not my entire fucking life. I cannot 24-7 look at another human being as not a human being anymore. And if I have gotten to that point with you, I promise it is not anything that has to do with your color. It is genuinely your mentality. Master Blackrod, I have a question for you. Yes. Yes. In the case of the cuckold scene, a lot of times you have black bulls who are very dominant, who will throw the N-word around, will want to be called that, will want the white husband to use the phrase, usually in a derogatory manner to himself, because it's a role reversal, obviously. It's more, you know, you've got the white guy crawling for him. Is that, okay. in your mind, the same thing, even though they are there in a alpha capacity? I would say, in that particular situation, I'm, I'm okay with it until you get to the main caller. It's just not necessary. If you're, if you're coming in there as the alpha, why would you want to be called something that traditionally you had no choice but to hear? I would challenge that person. I would challenge mm-hmm. that, that, that black man who does that. I challenge him to read World's Great Men of Color by J.A. Rogers, Volume 1 and 2. I think it's a Volume 3. And then go back and ask himself, does he really want to play the role of the N-word or the spade in that cuckold situation. If he is, he's an idiot, and whatever happens to him just happens. We don't need him. Bye. Don't you think, though, that the continuous word within the black community of using ga only perpetuates this over and over? Yeah. We found out with the yeah. little girl tried to do the show with, oh, my God, who was that? 
why are you going to ask somebody to come and sing a song that is Caucasian where you blatantly know it has nigger? Oh, yeah, a- that chick, I'm sorry, she was set up. Oh. Yeah, that was a set up. She never you prayer. Then, like, we get to jump all down your throat and you're another racist white person. That was a up from the that was not person. fair. If I had been a white person and knew that I was at a Kendrick Lamar show, and as much as I love Kendrick Lamar's award-winning ass, that was very, very messed up with him, especially when after she did it, he, like, takes away the mic. He's like, no, 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 cut the music, cut the music. You know not to say that, just to bleep it out. Then why do you put it in your music if every you want everybody to buy your records, don't you? So why not make music go. that everybody can say every word to? I give people like Eminem all the credit in the world because he found a way to make himself not just a white guy who raps, but a known lyricist and never once yes. used nigga at any point in time, even phrasing of it like we're going to say it and then cut it off like we're radio editing ourselves. He didn't even have to. And he sold millions of records. Mm-hmm. So why are we okay for jumping on one poor white girl who was just like, I love this music, I'm singing this song, I'm in this moment, I didn't realize I just said nigga by accident, and everybody's about to jump on the stage and lynch me. Because we're not having the real conversation we need to be having, and sometimes black folks, I hate to make it sound like this, we have to grasp at the straws we are given, whether they're good straws or bad straws. It's kind of like attention, good attention, bad attention, we just want something because we're not being given anything. And when you have a bunch of, sorry, this white old dude's telling you, like, uh, y'all need to just get over it. It's a statue. Oh, y'all need to just get over it. That was 70 years ago. Oh, y'all need to get over it. My dad is 87 on July the 2nd. He cried when Barack Obama was not just nominated but actually made the president because he never thought in his life that anything like that would happen. And then somebody will ask me, how can you do what you do? And especially since we said we're going to do this show, how can you still indulge in it? Because I'm not letting them get away with their racism for free. Point blank. So you, you you're turning the tables room? and then essentially taking yeah. white guys' money. Yeah. Why not? If it's almost a form of reparation if you think about it. I do that with white guys all the time. <laughs> there you go. Pay your reparations. Uh, having to pay back the United States government for me going to college doesn't really feel like reparation. So if you're going to be a white no. guy and say, oh, I want to serve you my great brown ebony mistress with tallness and whatever other stupid shit you might add on to it, at the end of the day, it's not something that I personally indulge in. So guess what? Your happy white ass, because that's what you want this to be, is going to pay for it. Word. Master Blackrod, what do you think? I agree. Do you think oh, do you think the hip hop community is is also pushing the the whole racism thing continuously? Like, doesn't this just perpetuate everything constantly? Well, here's see, the thing that's about the tough part. Right, but see, here's the, here's the thing about it, and I'm not making any apologies for any of them. However, mm-hmm. the hip hoppers don't do that; the rappers do. Oh, okay. Sorry. If you know, if 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 you know the difference between the two, you know, yeah. hip hop was hip hop was the um, the radios and the big gold chains and and the break dancing. They mm-hmm. didn't do that. These rappers that will get on the mic and say anything just to get a, a dollar and a biscuit. I have no love for them. 
I don't care what happens to them. What happens happens. They 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 bring their own their own death and destruction into existence by the things they say. I know where that happens. Going. Going. We all saw TMZ yesterday. Yes. Who was that? Thank you. Say it, Mia. Who died? Oh, uh, what's the little boy's name? I, I I'm sorry. I know this sounds really oh, bad to me. Oh, hold on, I'll look it up. Uh, I know. Uh, triple X. You talking about Triple X? Yes, yes. Triple something. Extension or what? Yeah. Extension. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not touching that one. Name, and I'm very sad that he. I'm not very sad, but I'm very sorry that he passed away in the way he did. But um, maybe your hip hop beats weren't that big, but you were getting ready to go to court for punching and beating down your seven month pregnant baby mom. So if it wasn't it's, it's, all the goofiness he was doing out in the streets, walking around taking pictures with fifty thousand dollars of stacks next to thank the senior, you. Um, That's the problem the right there. What James and them talking about. Like then 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 you I'm not saying you bring these things upon yourself, but you kinda of put yourself absolutely in harm's way for shit like this to happen. Yes you do. Mm-hmm. And you do and I know people that say, like, I thought you was all about black power. No, I'm about common fucking sense. If you're going to be a black <laughs> yes. person in America, walk around with stacks of money as bad as the economy is doing right now, and at a minimum think another person, no matter what color they are, might walk up to you and blow your brains the fuck out because they need that money in their head. Please understand, back in the day, they knew it. They knew it all the way. Like, I will go all the way back to medieval times. They knew life is cheap. People will keep fucking and making more people. We ain't never going to run out of people. Can I add something? I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm trying to stay in my little white lane over here, but there's something that I've noticed. Rappers especially, and I'm sorry, I, I fucked that up with hip-hop, but you're right. The rappers especially, to me, are perpetuating racism simply because the first thing they do is run out and buy a whole bunch of shit they don't need. Why are you doing that? All you're doing is feeding what these old white men want you to do. You are going right down the path they want you on. It's, it, it's insane. You, the grills and the huge chains, and I get that it, like, that was great back in the 80s. Now the flashing of the money, just like Mia said, you're going to get your ass capped. And you deserve that because if you're going to flash your money like that, you're done, let alone all the smack talking between, you know, gangs and everything else. That's probably what the other half of it is. 2018, gangs ain't what they used to be. Gangs are on the Internet trying to sell stuff on Wish and eBay and shit. Like real gang, like real hardcore gang banging only really goes down in a couple cities across the United States. Everybody else kind of figured out. I don't feel like dying for this shit and talk about that. We got old. I'm gonna be. I would like to hope so. I was, I was, I was smack right there in the middle of my teenage years because my dumb ass thought I could be in the gang too. Had stuff, but you know, I was too nerdy to be in the gang when I like literally took all of my gang affiliation literature that we're supposed to write down by hand and put it on a fucking floppy disk. So, yeah, game life was for me. Uh, uh, floppy disks. Memories. Right, probably the nerdiness in me that saved my fucking life. I would have been like one of them little goofballs thinking that I could be the next queen of cocaine or some goofiness like that if that's the only dream that I was given. How often do you think they come into the hood and genuinely talk about you going to college? You know when they come? <laughs> when you're first in high school and when you're getting ready to get done with high school. 
We don't get mm-hmm. all of those, like, you know, the person is supposed to come in and help you with your life, kind of like a counselor, you know, a counselor. You saw your counselor, like, at the beginning of the year to find out where all your classes were because you was missing too many, and you saw them again when they were telling you, like, how many credits you really needed to graduate. They don't do all that extra nice, squishy stuff like, set you up to go on campus tours, and God forbid you do go on a campus tour like three little Native American boys that uh, went on their tour in Colorado State. Some random white person will call in and be like, hey, they look suspicious. (laughs) Right, the guy that was just sitting in a chair, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, Uh, Can I I say something real quick? Sorry, absolutely. Go for it. Look, there's, there's a film a free film you can watch on YouTube. It's called Goodbye, Uncle Tom. It came out in 1971. There's an English version and there's an Italian version with subtitles. But what I want to get to is if you watch that film, you could see the template for today's rappers set back in slavery. Because during slavery, the person, the black man who ran the brothel, he was very finely dressed, mm-hmm. and he had all these women around him, just like today's rappers. And he would okay. try to get them, get the white man to come in, and he would talk the women up and stuff like that. You see that now. What you see with these rappers and these fancy cars and this gold and all these women, that concept is four or five hundred years old. It is nothing new, nothing at all. So again, so they're just playing right into everybody's hands. It's not nothing's changed. They are. It's, it's, it's a lack. It's a lack of historical um, memory. It's like it's like the memory has been erased. Uh, grandparents are not telling the parents. The parents are not telling the kids because everybody just wants to get along. How do you get along when you are at war? And that it, and you. It, that's exactly it. And understand, the reason why things are as bad as they are is because, keep this in mind, folks, old white men are scared. Because if everybody who's marginalized were to turn around and say, fuck you, they'd be done. done. I'd, be, I'd be scared, too, if, I, if, if me and mine were suffering, suffering zero population growth since 1991. I'd be scared, too. He's got I a point. it's time that they got scared, though. I think it's time. I think they should be scared. Well, the reinforcement. I, I feel like if anything like that perpetual other stock is going to drop, it's going to happen during this term. This particular president, and I hate to make it sound all biblical and stuff, this is going to be the president that we have now that is going to show us what kind of country we are versus what kind of country we've been, and we just covered it up really, really good. Everybody's like, oh, this is America. No, America's always been like this with every Mm -hmm. president we've had. It's just how much we were able to get away with. When it was Bill Clinton and everybody was doing good and we actually had a surplus. Remember, y'all, we had a surplus for almost three whole years of extra money across the entire United States government. We were not just doing okay and paying bills. We were paying bills and going on vacation. I remember vacations during those eight years. I literally just got a timeshare so I could drive 12 hours to be somewhere for three days, and that's all I got for the whole year. I've been married mm-hmm. for 10 years. 
I've been working since I was 16 in some capacity and paying taxes, and that's the best that I get. The baby boomers got the Grand Canyon and going to the Catskills and let's go to the South and visit that side of the family and stuff. Black folks, we really haven't gotten a lot of anything. And then, like I said, when you perpetually have somebody telling you in your face, like, let it go and just start from scratch and be happy with what you've got, but then what you have is barely enough to make it on, and now it's, now the crunch is it's not just black folks anymore. Everybody's dealing with that shit. Those separation lines that used to just be black and white are now getting all blurred and shit, and it's like some white people are kind of pulling away like Alicia. I'm like, we're going to leave y'all down here with the Negroes. And we're going to go up to that nice rock in the sky, and that's where we're going to live and have nice things and stuff like that. And just like you said, these rappers are falling into that let's look nice and look fancy, not have any actual education, but, like, look like we've done something with our lives because you can tell it by the materialistic things that we have because we're trying to keep up with another race of people so that we can feel like we're just as good, if not better, than they are. And the only way we can show that is with, like, Bobbles, shiny teeth, necklaces that cost more than, like, the last five houses I've ever lived in in my entire life. I just think, like, look at how, if you were to take that money, go into Chicago, something, you could uplift an entire community with the stuff that they're shoving around their neck and in their mouth. Oh, you can, because Kanye got to put out a new CD and tell you about how bad your life is doing. (laughs) And I'm going to People say this want to way, talk about Radio Land can hate my fucking life. Kanye West was right. He didn't say it correctly. He fumbled on the words. We all know he's supposed to be taking medication, and he says blatantly in his rap that he is not going to fucking take because it makes him feel unmused. Um, but when he said black people are still slaves, he was right. When black people tried not to be slaves here in Oklahoma, in Tulsa, and had Black Wall Street, you know white people did? Burnt that shit to the motherfucking ground. Yep. When black people try to have right outside of Atlanta, Georgia, we're going to try to make our own place. What they do? Burn it to the ground. Black people learn really, really quick. If we try to have too much too fast, somebody's going to come, probably a Caucasian person, and if not burn it to the ground, make us feel like we're burning to the ground. Yep. And you can forget that in your face so many times before eventually you feel beaten. And when you feel beaten enough, I don't give a fuck what color you come in. You feel that desperation? That's when stupid shit like motherfuckers getting shot in cars without proper amounts of security for all the jewelry that they're wearing. That's when you get people just living their lives and randomly somebody like, I don't like you no more, and you're not here anymore. That's how you get to be black and try to go in for a cup of coffee and have a business meeting, and then you get arrested. That's how you try to go work out for a semi-pro team, and you're asked politely to leave and then not so politely to leave. As somebody who has been black in public and been asked to leave somewhere, as a professional, and this is something I really didn't want to say, but if Domina Angelina is listening, she is my proof. We were at DomCon, and while I was there, I had not seen her for almost an entire year. I was worried. So when I saw her, my heart melted, and I started crying, and she's a little bitty lady, and I picked her up, and I swung her around. Do you know one of the vendors called security because they thought we were about to get into a fight? Two black people could not have an emotional response in public without somebody thinking it was to be a problem. So you still going to be mad at me because I make them motherfuckers pay for their racism versus but giving it away for free since I was, like, nine years old? Kiss my mother. <laughs> you don't like what I do? Don't come to my house. You don't like what I do? Don't ask to borrow money. You don't like what I do? 
Stop coming to whatever the fuck it is I'm doing and ask you to tell me how much you hate me doing it. Word. Done. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Master Blackrod, you were going to say something. Yeah. Um, I lost that particular train of thought. Can you come back to me in 30 seconds? Well, I um, I, actually, let's get into you. You wanted to to get into a brief history of racial slurs, and I think that's really an important thing we need to touch on. Oh, don't get me started. Okay, please, um, please. The, the word the word spade. Okay, it got according to what I've read, it got there during the Harlem Renaissance, and a lot of white writers are putting it on this black writer named Claude McKay who used it in, in one of his novels, M-C-K-A-Y, Claude McKay. Okay, look him up. But my question is, Mr. McKay, being a black man, he just cannot make up spade. He, he wrote about what he was called. He wrote about what he saw black people being called around him. So just because he's the first black man to put it in a novel does not mean he invented it. That's, that's um, sleight of hand. That's verbal sleight of hand. You know, you can't put this on Mr. McKay. And it wasn't Mr. McKay who wrote about, I can't remember the author's name, a white author. He made up the word um, niggly, meaning, you know, a black Niggly? N-I-G. No, no, I'm sorry. Not niggly. Spadelet. S-P-A-D-L-E-T. Oh, yeah, I've heard that before. Spadelet, okay. Yeah, meaning a small black child. Um, Niglet yeah. was another one too Now that I think of it That yeah. was another one for a small child Yes So was alligator bait oh, I, I could go out forever Never go to Mississippi Some people still use it oh my I God. have never been I have never been further south Than Louisville, Kentucky I have no idea why there is one Black, brown, non-white person South of Kentucky. Why? Why is it just one? They don't want you there. People out there living like sharecroppers. That's why. Mm-hmm. Like it's horrible. Like I know whole families that have lived on the same property since they got their last name from the people they was living on their land and just happened to been happy to work there for free after y'all set us all free. You know. Yeah. If you can, there's there's a video on YouTube where Michael Jackson. In the late 70s, early 80s, the whole Jackson 5 went down south to see their family down south, um, Joe Jackson's people. And all mm-hmm. you see is just dirt and wooden shacks. Yep. If you I find that video on YouTube, it'll shock you. home, never had running water in his house. He literally got his water from outside that ran off the top of his tin roof in a house that was visibly built not to have a bathroom in it. He still had an outhouse. I used to hate to go visit him as a child. Another another good video, if you can find it, it it's really hard to find. Uh, Katie Curry from NBC mm-hmm. in the 90s. She went on NBC. She took a camera with her, and she went back to her, her old family property. And she was just casually showing the cameraman where they still had dead slaves, graves on the property. Katie Kirk, the $60 million NBC woman. She's like, yeah, uh, my grandmother told me that that used to be the maid. Now, they're, they're non-marked. She doesn't know the names of these people. 
It's like my grandmother told me that used to be the maid, and and my grandfather told me that this person used to take care of the dogs and stuff like that, just as casual as you're talking about books in a library. Good luck finding that video. I saw it one time, and I have it on VHS somewhere. If I find it, I'll put it on YouTube. You don't know who is so dirty, and they're on TV, and we listen to them, and we claim to love them. That woman, Brzezinski from Morning Joe, she's another dirty one, too, her and her daddy. Morning Joe on NBC. Mm -hmm. Brzezinski, she ain't shit. I'm sorry. It's not, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. This is true. This is true. Don't ever be sorry, ever. Not on this show. I, I want to tell every black man. I'm wrong, and I'm very rarely wrong. <laughs> I, I want to tell every black man to read a book called Medical Apartheid by Ms. Harriet A. Washington, and you can read about doctors who worked on your grandmothers with no anesthesia. You can read about how Margaret Sanger tried to kill yeah. your mother, tried to kill you, and you're going to go on here and get online and chase after Miss Ann and beg her and tribute her to sniff between her toes. What is wrong with you? I should hit you with this book. But in the same turn, can we not turn around and say, wait a minute, we have to admit that there are naturally black submissive males, and they should be allowed to express their sexuality the way they want to. Isn't that fair? In yeah. my opinion, yeah, there are natural submissive black males today after 400 years of seasoning because before you became a slave, you had to be broken. And when you're right. broken, you get, you, you get bent over like a big black dude, big ring, big rings from Pulp Fiction. Not one black man who was a slave made it with his backside intact, even the little children. Fuck out of here naturally submissive. Are you going to say, if I, if I go up to a person, say a person can live a thousand years, and I spend half that time beating them with a bat, and then after that, year 501, you know, they're just sweet as pie. Are they naturally submissive? Or are they just tired of getting their ass kicked? But, because it isn't back then, because these most of these guys don't have any history, because let's face it, there's not a lot of people that know black history, period, let alone whether you're black or white. They just don't bother to look into it. So those of us, I try to tell everybody, we are all dominant and submissive. It's going to depend on the mood. It's going to depend on a ton of different factors. What about the guys who literally, are you saying that, that if they have a submissive feeling, they should try and repress it? Because it's tough. That's a good question. It's That's tough, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, honestly, I, I don't have an answer for you today. I'm, 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 I'm gonna be honest. I would, I would tell that person what I would tell them though, is that a little knowledge itself goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And if you study, if you find out who you are, what you are where you came from, you know what your potential can be. And you may say, hey, 
I don't want this submissive thing because now I know who I am. Now I know who I can be. That's, and, that's, and that's all I want to say to the black man. Like I said, I'm not saying don't do it, but if you're going to do it, if you're going to play with Miss Ann, then be boss. Or you're, yeah. you're just spinning your wheels. That's all I'm saying. What do you think, yeah. Mia? Uh, myself, my own personal feeling is if you go through the means of, like Master Black Rod said, of basically if you're going to do it, you need to be the top of it. It's not that way for every black man. It's just not. Like, characteristically, that's like saying that just because long ago and far away some white dudes fucked up an ass, now the only reason you feel like you want to be fucked in ass is because some person long ago down your genetic line had this done to them against their will. It's not the same for every person. I'm not saying that it'll never be a part of it, but I'm saying with damn near 20 years of doing it, that's not always it. It's like every person saying, oh, adult babies, those are just a bunch of pedophiles. Or it could be a grown-ass adult that was a child of childhood, and now they have the time, money, and resources to be able to relive that childhood. It might seem creepy to you, but it's helping them get through some shit. Mm-hmm. Personally, if you're a black man and you're submissive, you're just another submissive. Submissiveness doesn't have a color. It, it comes with just the territory of being a human being. Some people aren't built for being dumb. They just aren't. No matter what color they come in. That's like saying every Italian man is machismo. Every white guy at the least amount of danger or the most amount of danger is going to flake or come to the battle call of victory. It don't work like that. If you are what you are and you try to hide it up in any kind of way, I'm going to tell you right now, for doing as long as I have, it's going to come out in the most indiscretionary kind of way, and if it doesn't, it's going to eat you from the inside out. Any rebuttal? I mean, I, I I understand that today things are different, and I also understand that everybody, black, white, everybody has come a long way, and everybody has had their good times and their bad times. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're we're in the last day. We just are. Look outside. We don't. We don't have. We as we as a black people, especially black men, just don't have time to to put ourselves in a position where we look weaker than we already do. So, do you think submissive black men then are perpetuating the issue? The issue of of racism, period, of constant of of blacks yes. being lower than and lesser than everybody else. Yes, but that that's nothing new. That's that's America. You know, if you're if you're gonna be black in, in America, and you're not you're not bouncing or chasing the ball, you're liable to be looked at as anything. Well, we have a question in the chat room, which I can easily answer. What role does race play have in cuckolding? Seems like most of the alpha males in videos are black. Yes, absolutely. Race play in cuckolding is huge. It goes on all the time, but it's usually 
as a alpha or a bull black male, a you know, as a master, as a po- who is overlording the white husband. That's normally what goes on. Doesn't mean that there aren't black males who want to be cuckolded. It, it, there are, and they do. It's just it's more apt to be that way because you end up with more white males wanting to worship a black male or a black male cock. It just is a almost a natural progression with cuckolding for some reason. Guys, white guys like seeing white women with black men. Now, and they also get cut down by these black guys too. So that's how your race is being sort of race play is getting woven into cuckolding. It's just it, it's a reversal. You don't usually see black men in cuckolding or in films or anything where they are playing that subservient role. It just doesn't really happen very often. So that's how it gets played out in cuckolding. It's just the way it's always been. And it, to me, I like the role reversal. I personally love watching a black man order a white guy around. I just, it's, it's I'll watch that all day. I love it. Yeah. I fucking so love it. I think it gives. I think it gives the white man a little psychological kick to... And I tend to wonder, you know what? That's actually... Let's look at this honestly. Do we do we know for a fact that these white guys are... like? I don't know. Is Is it possible that there's another underlying racial tone in this with these white guys? I answer that with uh, this. Uh... Hey, Black, have you ever seen that old Spike Lee joint, School Days? I know a lot of people harp on that movie, but, like, it was really one of my favorite movies because for the longest time, especially after we moved to Mississippi, I thought that was as close as I was ever going to probably end up getting to the Black college experience. Uh, There is a segment where the gentleman, I always forget his name, but he's the guy from Breaking Bad to get his face blown off by the grandpa in the wheelchair. Uh, and he's like the house leader of this fraternity. He has grown tired of his girlfriend, who is played by the young lady from Martin. And to get rid of her and be able to clear his conscience, he tosses her off and says, if you really love me, you'll do what you have to do for the brothers. A lot of people don't get that in, like, 101 ways. Like, I looked at it when I was a teenager the first time I ever saw that movie. And it kind of talks about cuckolding. Like, I see him as the man in the marriage and, like, I want you to do something that I could call you a whore over later. But, like, if it goes okay and I'm not freaked out by it, we're just going to keep doing this. That's just dudes being in control. I find that with mm-hmm. most white men, that they're into stuff like that, especially if it's with black bulls, not just true cuckolding. I see, like, you don't care who your wife is with. As long as she's with somebody that you and you gobble down somebody else's just. 100%. It's whatever, it's whatever the fuck you're into. But when you make it about them, I feel inside of me. I'm not saying it's true, but inside of me, I feel like when I'm with a client as a professional dominatrix, if they say stop, I have to stop, unless it's like one of those kind of sessions where it's inside of my terms and conditions if I, you say stop and I actually stop, um, because you're paying for a service. At any point in time, he can be like, okay, I don't want to do this fantasy no more, and let's go to something else. But because he's paid for it, that's what the fuck you got to do. So let's just say over and over again, he doesn't decide to stop paying for it. Same thing, right? 
So if he is in control of the situation, he's in control of the terms and declarations of how the act is going to go down. Because, like, the ladies who get the spade tattoos are usually already with men who this is already their thing or they have been talked into this being their thing and they've lobbied their wife along with them. But I feel like when it's the black, bull, male, white, cisgender dude, I'll do whatever to do as long as you keep paying this bills and I have a new Lexus every three years wife. That, like, that's just one more step of control for that husband. Like I said, you get to see her doing the dirtiest of dirty things, and yet you might go along with it, but, like, when take a push to shove, like, she's the whore in the situation. Women always are. No matter how the situation started, I bet mm-hmm. you a hundred bucks where the reason why it went the way it went because boys just don't like copping to their own shit. That's just a dude thing. Most dudes don't. I'm not saying across the board, but we all know at least one dude who is never going to accept or, like, acknowledge the bullshit that he puts out into the world on the other people, and that's just how that dude's going to be. Actually, I know about three of them right now. I can name off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> but when you have that kind of a situation, and like he said, if you're the guy going along with the chick who had the face tattoo because I know from personal experience, a young lady who attended a place that I used to congregate at all the time, I'm not going to say where, she had a spade tattoo. She was the wife of somebody very prominent, and that was her thing. She just liked blowing black dudes and having black dudes blow her fucking back out. Who am I to judge them? But, like, like I said, if you're going along for the fucking show, that means you're just as damn dumb because you know what that's that tattoo means. And if you ain't taking the time out of your day to find out what that tattoo means, that means you've fallen into that hole of should have read a book. Should have yep. used the internet for something other than video game cheat codes and porn. So true. We've got callers. I'm shocked. Oh. I'm shocked. <laughs> okay. <here. laughs> Hello. You are in bed with Dr. Sue. Who are Hello, this with? is Brittany Shears. Busty Mills for you. Brittany? Hi, Good. Gorgeous. How are you doing? How are you? <laughs> Excellent. I am getting an earful tonight, aren't I? You are. I love it. I really this love your guests. <laughs> in case they don't know, in case you don't know what I think you do, that one of my specialties on cam is race play. So I have a lot to say about it because I do it every day and I choose to do it. It chose me and I just want to come at it from another perspective. And that is that most of my boyfriends, husbands, lovers, celebrity athletes, you name it, have been black in the past. Long before I got into camp. So along the way, how should I put this delicately? I noticed that when my black lover's husband wanted me to move things along for them, they wanted me to get into race play. It wasn't called that then. You know, it's way back 30 years ago. And I did it. I didn't really know what I was doing, but it was hot, and I enjoyed it because they were getting off on it. Now, fast forward to today, 
for the past seven years, when I was asked to do race play, I naturally fell into it because my customers know that I love them and they know they feel safe with me. And there's a lot of aftercare that goes along with it. So I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, I have zero problems with it. And being a white female, there is a lot of reverse prejudice for me that I've had to deal with. And my black customers know that. And we talk about it, you know, during our sessions because white women have been persecuted too. So I just want to say that from my end, I really enjoy it. It's just when I get into, um, I have some Arabs that call me and that gets a little personal for me. And I don't really enjoy it, but they like it. So, I'll, you know, I'm known for race play, so I go along with it. A few white men will call me too, you know, on my phone six line and want it. I get it. But most of my black men, what can I tell you? They really, really enjoy it. And they, it's a safe space. Now, I'm not a psychologist. So whatever is going on in their mind to make them go there and get off on it, I'm cool with it. Do you know what I mean? I don't have to delve into that. All I know is they need it, and I'm there to provide well, it. I got a couple questions for you, Brittany. Have when have yeah, white women have been persecuted by white men, the same as black the black community? I feel very. You know, I lived in Los Angeles for. I wouldn't say white women. Let's pull back then. Why don't okay. you say in England? I think what you need to say is women. Have been persecuted yes, women. I, by old white guys, myself. not white what, women. Well, I have all been. women. I'm just speaking from myself. All women, for mm-hmm. sure, for sure. So um, my customers feel safe that we talk about that, and some of them don't know with the aftercare that they don't know how powerful they are, and I encourage them to know that, and I make them realize you're better athletes, you're better. Uh, lovers, you're better athletes, you're better singers, dancers, musicians, and you go down the list. And writers and scientists what, too. I'm sorry. Writers and scientists too. Yeah. Writers and scientists I, too. Yes, yes, and mm-hmm. some of in other words, there it. are black men who are. There's more black men than just in professional sports. Exactly. That's the point he's and trying to make. Some of them get it, they know that already, but a lot don't. And I said, you know, you've got to honor your power and get out there and do it and know that I deal with white men that want to be with black men, like you were talking earlier, the cuckolding scene. And I love the fact that it empowers them to know that they're stronger because of knowing it, because nobody's telling them. Nobody, if anything, they're trying to push them down. So when it comes to race play, I'm so with it because I see the healing that comes from it. Do you know what I mean? Can you kind of understand where I'm coming from with it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, and, I, and, you, and you're right to a point. And let me say where the point is. The point is if these gentlemen who are engaging in race play, and I know no one is a psychologist, no one is able to sit down and do the proper psych work to find this out or not, but are they really doing it for the right reasons? A lot of what happens with humiliation of any kind, it could be small penis, it could be anything, the humiliation is there because they have low self-worth. And 
it's mm-hmm. not being done in a good way. It's actually right. making and the, it just worse. like small penis humiliation, you know, or anything like that. Exactly. So you're so actually like breaking like, them more. Provided, so my point is, if someone is coming to you and they are emotionally broken, and you further that through humiliation, it's not helping them. It's well, actually not humiliation. Not. It's not humiliation. What the you have play? to be in one of my right. It's not. I as a matter of fact, when you were talking earlier, all of you were talking about the word spade. That never comes up in. I mean, I know of it because I grew up in Boston. I've heard the word. I grew up in one of the you know most racially divided towns, but I don't use that term in my in my sessions. I've never even had anyone ask me to use that word. Have you, to use what? It's N-word? more of how it's more of them taking the white woman away from the powerful white man. It's, if I had to boil it down, is what I take from it, and it makes them feel powerful. Does that make sense? I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. a psychologist, as I said, but that's why they feel so good after, because they take some of their power back. I okay, get the I most tips. I get the most <laughs> love letters. Who, the best who's love doubting letters. this? I mean, <laughs> Somebody so, on here is doubting this because I'm hearing I'm hearing people going. There's no way. Okay, so so who's rebuttal? Who's who's not down with this? I'm gonna say this much. I didn't make the hump sound, but this is just my interjection on it. Like Sue said, all women have been oppressed, and and it's not the fact that white women haven't been oppressed, but like if you're gonna have black people matter, back lives matter, all lives matter, then all women were oppressed. That isn't a slip of the tongue, that's just a thing. Uh, the whole, it, whatever it is that gets you through your call is what gets you through your call. Whatever it is that gets them through your call together is what gets them through your call together. It can't be a general paintbrush for everybody, and it isn't because I have multiple ethnicities that come to me for race play for races that I'm not even uh, or from places that I am not from. (laughs) Uh, So for you, that might be your experience, but I'm going to say usually when it comes down to race play for myself, it ends up being more of a thing of, Yes, it's cathartic for them because they're getting to say all the language and get away with that without it being something that somebody's going to walk up to you and punch you in the face over. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you also have to understand that when all of that is over and aftercare is done, that they have to go back out into the world and be that same person that, for whatever reason, that was their reason for calling you. And if it might make them feel better in the moment, yes. Does it make them feel better across the board? Not really, because after your phone call is over and fantasy goes away, reality kicks back in. Well, that language that is with every fetish and every role, every role play. I mean, I'm a mother to a lot of customers too, and in my mm-hmm. private life, men want me to be their mother, and it's so taboo. But I do it. I don't have children of my own. I have no problem with it. 
So they're going to go back. That doesn't mean they're going to go fuck their mother, but that means that there's something in their psyche. They just move on with their day. I, I just don't see anything wrong with any of it. Otherwise, I would. I don't do anything I'm not comfortable doing because if I feel that something's hurting someone, I mean, maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe for the past eight years or really my whole life, my whole sexual life, maybe I've been doing it wrong, you know. I don't know, but it's always been a win-win situation from my end is what I'm saying. I've never found mm. anybody, no one cried. And that's no one. Every person, especially those of us who work nice work, those of us who do PSO at all, uh, it's what gets you through your day. It's what you get your client through before they get off of the phone with you. So what you're doing, right. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. You're doing you and mm-hmm. you're doing it right because these people are calling back and apparently this is what they want, so you can't be doing it wrong. Right. Other opinions might change on that subject, but, like, at the core base of it, you're a service provider, you are providing a service, they are paying for said service, and they're paying for it ahead of the time knowing that they are dealing with you as your customer. In that moment, you're their sole, you're, they're your sole priority. So. Right. Between that and nobody who was calling for, like, like black empowerment would be calling, I don't know exactly what you look like, but I don't believe that they would be calling a white person randomly just like, oh, I want you to randomly talk to me badly or you make me feel a certain way about myself. Well, I'm myself. on cam. Most of it's on cam. Well, on so they cam, then they absolutely to, you know, know what you look like before. Yeah, because right. I know there are a lot of, like, figures out there. But, like, especially with cam, you know exactly what you're paying for before you start paying for it. So these right. men are intentionally coming. And if they're intentionally coming, there is nothing wrong with what you're doing. No. Like, somebody called me out for when I dressed up as, and I know this sounds horrible, as a Nazi, which I thought was really fucking funny, especially being black. Mm -hmm. If you don't get Mm -hmm. the joke, you don't get the joke. It was from an anime. We were at a convention. I wasn't an actual full-blown Nazi, but it was supposed to be a Nazi-esque, like, it was supposed to be a Nazi-esque outfit because we were doing a cosplay for, oh, what the hell was that? Uh, Hell thing. And they have Nazis. If you can only accept a white guy being the vampire guy, dealing with Nazi guys, then that's your problem. I have right. money. I make this outfit. This is what I'm doing. If you don't like, don't look. Exactly. That's exactly the way I feel. I just see a lot of healing with it. And I, like I said, I've had clients for eight years now, going on eight years. And I don't, what's bad, you know, what's the What's wrong about it? I have cam to cam with them, so I see them. It's not like I have no idea who I'm talking to. I have a mm-hmm. connection with these men, and it's all good. From I just can't see anything disturbing about it. Honestly, I can't unless I'm jaded. I don't know. I don't see the hurt, you know, and, and I just feel that I'm helping them, and if I didn't feel that way, I wouldn't do it. Well, and exactly like like Mia just said, they wouldn't be coming back to you if you weren't helping them. And I didn't mean that. What I'm saying is we have to be careful with some of this play, but at the same time, you guys aren't psychologists. It's not your job to be sitting there and peeling them apart. That's what I do. And I'm the one that gets down and and does all that for them. You guys, what you're doing is turning around and, to be fair, you are giving them a pressure release. That's the whole point of why they they call or cam or whatever. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. You are giving them a release. It is a yin-yang. I like to look at it that way. 
They are, you know, if in positions of having to make decisions all day long. They don't want to make decisions for this hour of time they're spending with you, and they want to be able to just completely release, whether that's ABDL, whether that's, you know, role play, whether it's race play, it doesn't matter what it is. That's their doesn't way matter. of blowing off steam. I'm the only one I feel that they can tell their secrets to, and we get into some deep secrets. Mm-hmm. And I know... I share with them some of, you know, so I really, I don't see anything harmful. And if I'm not in their personal lives, but if I thought I was doing anything harmful or they were going out and murdering someone after they had a session with me, I would never do what I can. But Mm -hmm. I don't see that happening. You know, I see progression. Mm -hmm. I see happiness. I see joy. I see a lot of love for each other that we have. And uh, that's my point of view. Other people have a different take on it, I think, because of their own, you know, hidden Maybe racism, I have zero racism, so I have no problem. You know, for me, it's hot. It's hot to, I love black men. So for me, black men turns on his camera, we go for it. It's it's hot. I love it. It's all good. Sometimes white men putting on their cam isn't good. (laughs) The white men scare me, okay? (laughs) Seeing white men on camera. Yeah, actually, young white men scare me. Oh, white men scare, scare me a lot. But anyway, that's another subject. But thank you very much for letting me um, say my piece. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I love this matter. And carry on. And I'll thank you for calling soon. in. Thank you, Dr. <laughs> Master Blackrod, do you have something to say to that? Because I have a feeling you're sitting there and you're biting your tongue. Yes. <laughs> I started to challenge the caller when she just made the comment about something might be their own hidden racism. I, I don't know exactly uh, what she was talking about. but uh, Did you hear that, Mia? Yes. Uh, it's, not, it's not racism, hidden or otherwise. It's, I can prove it. Okay, I mean, Emmett Till was real. The boy that got mm-hmm. shot in Cleveland was real. Mm-hmm. So if if I'm shying away from you and I feel a certain way about you because people that look like you are out here in the streets on that bullshit, it is not racism. It is common sense. Even the, the, the tiger, as bad as it is, will run from the hunter. It's common sense. That, that fool has a gun. So I, I don't want to get too off track, but she, she, the, the caller, I'm sure she's a nice lady, but she has the benefit of, of removing herself from really ugly social racial situations like that. She can just turn off the TV and shut the door, close the window, and, and she could just be Mary Poppins all day long and not be worried about anything. That's that's that that makes the difference. There's no place I can go. I'm still black. Mm-hmm. I'm still in America. I turn on the TV. Everybody's dogging me. I turn on the radio. Everybody's either mocking me, dogging me. She doesn't have that problem. And if she does have that problem, it's her own fault. She didn't have to come over here on the Mayflower. She could have been in England right now with her feet up. What the hell is she talking about? We got another caller. Oh, no. Hello. Hi. You are on In Bed with Dr. Sue. Who am I speaking with? This is Kaya. 
Very Hello, good. Kaya. Oh, How are you? Kaya. Oh, save for Laura with me on. Hey, girl. How are you, darling? I told you this was going to be interesting. <laughs> I never lie. <laughs> This, yeah, no, you don't. No. Not about the good shit. I I have listened to this show for like the last hour, and I've I've loved it up until a certain point with the last caller. Okay. I have a serious problem with what she said about having black husbands and and black boyfriends and whatnot, and and race play. Like for me, as as a black woman, just it Word. is what it is. Because if you look at different scenes, like you look at so many websites and pictures, it's always like the white master and the slave. You know the, that that kind of stereotypical dynamic. You know, you hear the stories like Master Black Rob was saying. This girl, she can turn the TV off, go down the street, and not have to worry about a damn thing. Me or even, like, like my nephew, I hate to bring kids into this, we walk down the street, there's a cop behind us, what are you doing? Why are you in this neighborhood? Who told you you could be here? Like, things like that, and, and especially, like, with the Queen of Spades, like, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't agree with it. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with the BBC, come slut, crap, whatever you want to call that. Like, mm-hmm. none of it just, it's, it's, ugh. I don't know, for me personally, it just makes my skin crawl. It's, it's, I think, there, there's a book out, that, well, it's an old book. It's called The Iceman Inheritance. It's written by a Canadian a white Canadian, I can't call his name right now. But if you look, all this uh, wife sharing and group sex, that, that's how the Iceman gets down. That's just how they yeah. do it. So, so when, they, when they, they try to bring it to us, you know, it's a, um, it's a, uh, it's a weird thing to us. But th- this, is, this is their thing, all this mm-hmm. shame and humiliation and even – even the bondage. That's their thing. That goes all the way back to the Inquisition and all that other stuff. I'm sorry. I did not mean to interrupt you, sister. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, you're fine. I'm, lo- I'm, I'm losing <laughs> enough followers already. I am. I can see the numbers <laughs> dropping. I've lost. Oh, I can't. my God. I've lost no, you're not. followers already. Yes, I am. <laughs> Are you serious? I, I, lost, I lost 11 followers during the course of this show. I've gained four, but I lost really? Oh, my yeah. God. Well, good. Bye. And Bye. I Clearly, they don't need to be there. They can go. Yep. See ya. Like, I, wow. I'm i not going anywhere, so it doesn't matter. But, I mean, a, again, again, <laughs> like, they want to leave. Bye. See ya. Don't let the door <laughs> down and ass stay out. Because we probably weren't going to talk about shit anyway. So, adios. <laughs> oh, people are so judgmentally non-judgmental. It's ridiculous. It's worse than consensual consent. Right. And right. passive aggressiveness is just the social norm now. Like, 
you can say something in flight to someone, but God forbid you have to back up your words with something other than your emotes, and people get all pissy. I've found it has best been with my life that people can hate me forever, watch me burn in hell, whatever, keep me company. I don't even give a damn anymore. I personally not take Okay, there's, there's stuff in there. I, I want to bring up the stuff that's in the chat room right now because um, – hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see where we are here. Uh, do you think on some psychological level, level it is a way for a white couple to give the black male reparations? allowing him to have sex with his white wife with the husband's consent. I've got another one here, common white male no. fantasy call. No. No. White so, wife so, with so, black so bull. My husband to fuck your wife so you can feel better about your tiny dick, your fucked up morale. What kind of regulating bullshit, what kind of bullshit is that? <laughs> that is the, that is the biggest bullshit I've literally ever heard. That doesn't yeah. even make sense. Uh, circle down, like, us getting to have sex with your women make us feel better. How about money and land and an even playing field? You ain't got out of any of that? Just flat out. I'm not like that's the wife. Go ahead and bust her open like Luder in the wife. How about okay, you're gonna okay, you're gonna like this one then. Okay, common white male fantasy call: white wife with black bull. This is very true. Results in a brown baby, which is proof of the man's humiliation. How? That's Thomas actually, Jefferson I get a lot of white guys wanting that. Thomas Jefferson was an awesome president until somebody stitched about the beige, red-headed kids he had on the other side of the state. The fuck? Next. Okay. For many white male clients with BBC or similar fantasies, this can be a processing of white guilt. Paying for a black person to go to college. Your kids ain't going to what, what kind of gift is this white woman supposed to be anyway? What, what kind of gift is that? Oh, my God. I can't believe Oh, my God. People are killing me. <laughs> okay. And then you walk into Walmart and like, hey, let me let you have sex with my wife, random Walmart worker, and then I am shamed. By the Walmart wearing baby jacket clothes baby that comes back. That does not happen. Why do? Why is it that you can't give us something that's useful? You know, when you have a housewarming with someone, you bring them a bottle you of give wine. Them a oh, we moved all this shit into the house, or you get them like something nice to help around the house because being helpful helps. Fucking you is not helpful to me there you in go. any way, shape, or form. And they want to know, this is actually a good one, what are the ethics of a white phone sex operator taking money from white men regarding BBC fantasies? She didn't make her money. You can't be mad. You knew she was white when you called. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody. Well, I swear to God, black said it best. We're living in our last days because, like, if this is the – not trying to say anything bad against anybody's questions. All questions are good questions. But, like, if this is telling of anything, it shows, one, our lack of wanting to have any kind of reserve for ourselves, any humanity amongst our own people. Things like that have been shot and put to the wind. If everybody's out for themselves, dog eat dog, get what you can mm-hmm. while you can, 
however you can. I don't know exactly when it fucking happened, but somehow, some way, we have turned as America into pre-war war to Germany. Yes. Life is slowly turned into a cabaret. They're shutting down yes. sex workers. Amount of money that along with that perfectly good job, we want you to do it for pennies on the dollar. And rich people are staying rich. And now there are a lot less of them, but they have a lot more money. Things are going to keep going sideways until something pops, or like that economic boom, that fucking particular donut of a bubble explodes. And I'm going to tell you right now, personally, people, I hope I'm not still breathing when it happens. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to see all those people, all those crazy-ass-looking white people that was on, let's put 15 trailers in the ground and turn it into our new own bug-out trailer, be white. Doomsday preppers. Yeah, doomsday preppers and child's madness. At the end of time, <laughs> they were the ones that were white. The fucking race wars is coming. Grab your gun. Get your ammo. Go home. <laughs> Views, then I don't see why not. And she thinks I like her it's 
It's bad when the N-word is being used outside of consensual play. Thank you. Thank you. Finally. It's just that simple. And if you're white, unless you are in your home with the doors and windows closed, with whatever you want blaring, don't ever use the N-word. Whether there is an R on the end or an A on the end. I am so tired of hearing white young men doing that. It just, oh. well, it's okay because there's an A on the end of it. No. Well, my question is to white people, my question is to white people, why are they always following in behind us anyway? Whatever they do, they want to do too. Why are you always following in behind us? And here's number two. Here's number two. Why do some white people, White people feel that they can tell us what's right and what's wrong, but they don't say that to other groups. There's some other groups that white people are outright scared of, and they're usually other white people, but they don't call themselves white. They call themselves something else, and other white people don't mess with them. But anything we do, we we say nigger. How come I can't say it too? It's just a word. You always follow behind me. Go do your thing. You got, you got nice things to do. You got so many other words. Why do you want that one? Like, why? It's a negative word. No matter what way you try and slice that word, it's negative. I will tell you right now, if anybody has seen the story of OJ by Jay-Z, not just listen to it, but actually watch <laughs> the video for it. The video for it is much more poignant than when you just listen to it. Listening to it is enough to make you think like, damn, I wasn't even thinking about that while we're talking about people with stacks of money held up to their head taking pictures and then being like, oh, I'm broke. I shouldn't have showed somebody else's porn to other people across the Internet. Now I don't have any money. But, oh, here I am with another thing. Oh, that was fake money. If you are not taking the time out of your day to realize as an African-American anywhere inside of the regional United States, all 50 of these motherfuckers, I'm not going to say anything, but look in Puerto Rico, half an hour, still no electricity. That was last year. And today it's you have over Black people kids. are not valued until we are needed. Yep. Yes. We don't get anything until we are needed. And you know when those mm-hmm. times come times of motherfucking war, you ain't got enough white people. There you There's go. Of white people, white people have come to a end. We ain't got no more. Now to say it's cool for you to have a gun. That's exactly. Right. As long as we put it in your motherfucking hands, and as long yeah. as you are going out there in front lines, and it's your ass getting fucking shot off and not ours. Where is the first place they put a goddamn recruiting office when they want people in there? They put it in the damn first place they go. Oh, we need more people. Don't you want to be able to pay for college, Jamal? Make your mama proud? Right. Oh, think about shit for Vietnam. Went and served a year early. Focused up his documentation and everything just so he could go ahead and enter. For what? Almost to get his ass blown off twice in Laos. So wrong. And what? Vietnam and Hanoi didn't center because they bombed the hell out of it. And everything inside of me, he was like, I can't believe I ever wanted to serve a bunch of people who was never going to respect me. He was like, he came back full honor. 
still wouldn't get picked up by Cam. Not after it got dark outside. And he's high yellow. He's almost passable. His mom was a quarter white, my granny. Super Irishy looking. Even had red hair. Also like, common for the black soldier. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, buddy. Also common for the black soldier, a lot of black soldiers, is when they come back, if they did something heroic over there, they won't get their medals. They don't get any VA benefits. A lot nope. of that stuff they don't get until they're dead. They get the medals when they're dead. They don't get the VA, the VA, VA benefits while they're alive. They got to fight and go to court and get that. Mm-hmm. But they get pardoned once they're dead. Come on, Master Blackrod. Isn't that going to fix everything? No. No. <laughs> there is so much that needs to be fixed. It's that totally wiped out all black history. Come on. Trump fixed everything. If you Racism is over. Right now, it opened up once their textbook, and this is not just a Facebook meme. This is an actual book that was in circulation, one of the reasons why the teachers decided to strike here in Oklahoma and walk out because of not only the conditions of the textbooks, but how they were actually written. Right now in Oklahoma, they're trying to make it look like the Native Americans actually went along with the Trail of Tears. Yeah, you know, I saw that. I saw it. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that the Trail of Tears was a long-distance marathon walk held by Native Americans when they gave their land, which they did. They gave their they, land to the new settlers. Nationality, yep. that's not even what happened. Hepatitis and typhoid fumed blankets um, that they willingly gave up their land, and it does say willingly gave up their land, so yeah, right. that colonial settlers could have somewhere to live. It wasn't like they were oh. already across the fucking East Coast all the way down to North and South Carolina before you got to Florida where the Spanish had taken over. And then, you know, extra white people so damn mean. They're like, no, can't have that. Want that too. Give me this. French people, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm not trying to mean because I have tons of English friends, but a lot of my English friends will tell you English people, just like John Oliver said, are the only people who will run. White people are the only people who will run from their own people because they know how horrible they are. Agreed, 100%. And that's why they're paranoid. That's why they're afraid. They know they're assholes. They know what they've done. More for big cities than y'all need out in the country because y'all can grow your own food. Almost a whole island of people in Ireland fucking died. That's how my great-great-grandfather got here and married my half-black, half-Native American great-great-grandmother. And they made them some random ass, high fifty seven ass children, grandchildren, and great great grandchildren such as myself. Everybody's coming with a story. Now it's turned yep. into who's gonna America has turned into a bunch of old people. Mm-hmm. We have who has the worst old story white men. Oh, old white men no. are the, always the goddamn problem. It doesn't matter. Well, look at the Me Too movement. Who are we coming after? Old white men. Who are the ones always shoving their dicks in your face? Old white men. It never fails. If you look back in history, who the hell has been the most repressive? Old white men. They're disgusting. Now, in order for old white men to shove their dicks in your face, they actually have to have one. But I digress. Well, there's that, yeah. 
They actually have to have one big enough to show up in somebody's face. But again, I digress. I'm sorry. No, but like it's serious business because for a group of people who have had every event, mm-hmm. every every push in life to not realize yep. or want to in any way say, I know that I got the leg up on everybody else. Let's just start from scratch. Nobody wants to do that. Just nope. like everybody's like, oh, this meal in the NFL. The NFL is made of 80 to 83% of African-American descent players. If they all just got us and lost away, NFL sucks. Yep. Yeah. No, the oh, NFL would literally be But no, you have to understand when you go past the color line, you still have to provide for your family. No, you don't need millions of dollars a year. Maybe you shouldn't have bought that extra gold chain. But nobody wants to give up their little bit that they finally were able to get in life, especially black men, when they're able to attain it. If the only mm-hmm. dream you ever had was to carry a football, if the only dream you ever had was to carry a briefcase, and you finally fucking get it, and then somebody tells you to your I know you finally attained your shit and your dreams, but we need you to do some shit for the cause. So just like Kanye said, we all still slaves, and we're all going to still be slaves as long as we're still holding on to what and what other people got. Yes. Until we try to do another whole Black Wall Street, until we try to do another Alberta, Georgia, it ain't going to happen. Word. And until then, we're going to keep buying these gold chains, getting these shiny-ass fucking teeth, and making these bars while motherfuckers are <laughs> the end. Can I just interject? Gold teeth should be illegal. They're ugly, they're old, they're outdated, they're played out. Oh, my God, because nothing says I am negotiating my financial responsibility into adulthood quite as much as a guy who has $30,000 worth of gold in his mouth. The whole damn house in your mouth. I said the same thing when Kobe bought his wife the I'm so sorry I fucked somebody else other than you $2.3 million ring. Same um, shit. Bitch, you don't need a ring that big. I know plenty of black kids that need to go to college. You feel like trading in that ring? And it was a white dude who said it best. What's his name, mister? I pulled out my dick in front of everybody, but at least I admitted to it before somebody had to come and sue me first. Uh, the white comedian. Uh, shit. Louis C.K. Yeah. Louis C.K. Yeah. Louis C.K. said it best. He did a bit where he literally said it word for word. I'm finally big now. I bought the Infinity Q truck that I always wanted. I passed a homeless guy off the street. I gave him some money out of my wallet, but I could have told him to that truck back to the dealership, bought a Toyota, still got to every gig, did everything I need to do. But did I? Nope. End of bit. There you go. Everybody with the struck fulfilled. Unless your ass is doing like I was living down in what's left of a car down by a river two months after you graduate from college with a BA, the struggle is not real, my friend. Until you bury your own daughter from out of your own vehicle, the struggle is not real. Until you have mm-hmm. seen your own life flashed in front of your eyes, your struggle is not real. And I'm saying if my fat ass can live through that shit, you can get over your struggle and try to do something in some small way to make it better because bitching about it ain't making it nothing but worse. Beautiful. I I think we should leave it right there because we're coming up to the end and I still have a blurb to do. So I'm going to thank, first of all, thank you, Kaya, for for phoning in. 
You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, absolutely. I want to thank, thank Mia, Mistress Mia Dark, and, of course, Master Blackrod. And, Mia, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me on JustSayRed.com. You can find parties that are going to be featuring me and some of the other awesome professional ebony doms in Texas and abroad uh, at FemDomEvents.com. That's F-E-M-D-O-M Events.com. And also, my birthday is the end of the month, so somebody needs to buy me something pretty. I don't care what color you are. When you buy it, get it off my Amazon wish list. <laughs> Master Bark Ride. Where can everybody find you? You can find me on Twitter at Master underscore Blackrod. Um, can I give some shout-outs real quick, just two? You better believe it. Go for it. Okay. I want to give a shout-out to lovely lady Kia. I know she's listening. That's my homie. I want to give a shout-out to Princess Indigo in the U.K., because she's the one who gave me the title of master. I used to be called Mr. Black Rod. And she said, no, you're not a mister, you're a master. That was three years ago. So I want to thank her for that. And I want to say to all the black men listening within the sound of my voice, go to the library. It won't kill you. The library is where they bury the lie. Okay? So go. Take your children with you. And read as much as you can about yourself. Thank you. Damn educate yourself. I don't care if you're black or white. Educate your damn self. Please. Before you open your mouth. And I'm with him. Books are not going to burn your fingertips up, people. Read them. They're good for you. When people don't want you to know shit, they hide that shit in books because they know people don't want to read. Reading is hard, but it's also fundamental. <laughs> it will save <laughs> you one day. We're going back to the old commercials. Reading is fundamental. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate this. I mean, honest to God, we could do this show probably about ten times, and we would never, ever cover it all. We just wouldn't. We could, we could go two more hours easily. Right? Unfortunately, yeah. this show cuts me off at two hours, so they're mean. But thank you, guys, very, very much. Honestly, this I knew you guys were the ones I wanted on here because you guys are the ones that know your shit. I don't know it. I wanted you guys to be on here. And I bless you. Thank you so much for doing this. Hey, thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I hope we get to do it again sometime. Most Not a problem on my end. Everybody's welcome back. Yay. See thank you guys. Bye. So, again, I want to thank my guests, Mistress Mia Dark and Master Blackrod, for being kind enough to share their opinions tonight. It's not always easy to do that publicly, and as you heard, Master Blackrod was losing Twitter followers left, right, and center, which to me is pathetic, but whatever. And the fact that they were willing to do this tonight is beyond appreciated. Um, If we don't talk about uncomfortable subjects, we can't move past them. And if you are white and within the sound of my voice, I urge you, To take time, go on to YouTube, and I want you to watch every single video you can with Jane Elliott. You guys need to be educated about what real racism is. We have all been duped. Our education system has pushed racism, whether you believe it or not. You do a little bit of digging. 
you will find out that racism has been shoved down our throats since we were basically shoved into school. So if you haven't had racism shoved down your throat at home, it's shoved down your throat as soon as you get to school. And it's done in underhanded, very subtle ways. So I will say to you that there is no white person on this planet who is not racist. You can argue that with me, but that is the unfortunate truth. Any white person who says to me that they're not racist, I got news for you guys. As soon as you say that, (laughs) you've just blown it. So keep in mind, you think you know, but you don't. Anyways, um, thank you to everybody who was in the chat room. Lynn Lynn was in there. Um, Who else did we have? We had Exerc was also one of the ones. Sir Beast is in there as well. Uh, What else do we have? Oh, next show. Yes, we have the legendary performer, Kimmy Kaboom. She's going to be on discussing how to stay sane in sex work. That's Tuesday, July the 10th. Kimmy's also going to be in Miami at Exotica, so be sure to hit her up there, July 20th to the 22nd. And don't forget, if you're in the New York City area and can join in the Pride March on on Sunday at noon, bring your red umbrellas to show your support of sex workers in the Red Umbrella Pride. For more info, hit up Aurora LaBelle on Twitter. Until next time, folks, be kind, uplift, ignore the haters. Thank you all for listening. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.